Welcome to the Forgiven Once For All podcast. My name is Shannon Lee, and I'll be your host today. We are finishing up the first chapter of Romans, and last week we looked at 16 and 17, and we're going to read those again this week just to kind of recap. Um, This week we're going to look at 18 um, through the rest of the chapter. So let's start reading. I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, and we're going to start reading Romans 1.16. It says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. So the good news, Paul says, is the power of God for salvation. And we've got to understand that this word salvation is, in, in the context of what they're speaking, is not so much as a savior soul for eternity as it is bringing you back to a place in life, where you have abundant life now. See, Jesus was saying the kingdom of God is now. Life is now. Jesus came to save us now, not one day in the by and by. But it is the power of God to bring us back to a place where we are right with God in our mind, in our body, and where we are living the abundant life. That's salvation. For the good news has revealed the righteousness of God from faith to faith. So the righteousness of God is being revealed by the good news, which is the gospel. And it's being revealed from faith to faith. Jesus had faith. He had faith in the Father and in his goodness. And he had faith in God's redemptive plan and his plan from the beginning that every man and woman and child would be with him and would be restored. And Jesus had faith. And because of the faith that Jesus had, we now have faith. That faith builds. Now let's read verse 18. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power, his divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse. It's a New American Standard Bible. So here in this verse, you know, in earlier verses, Paul is talking about the gospel. And we we think that he's shifting mind now here. He's shifting his, his speech from gospel to judgment. And we see... Um, we see these verses and we think that God is now putting on his angry face and Paul is starting to talk about bringing the hammer down, letting us know what God really thinks about our sin. 
But I'm telling you, that's not what's going on here. That's not the case. See, the problem is, is that we don't speak Greek. The New Testament was written in Greek, and we don't speak Greek. And so we begin to get false ideas because of the words that are used. And I don't want to say mistranslated, but just misunderstood. The words do not apply to our English today. The word here that Paul uses, wrath, it's the Greek word orge. And it really means it's a personal emotion or mental bent. It's, it's a strong personal emotion that wells up within a person. Now, when we use this word, many times it does come out as anger or as wrath, as it's translated here. But there's a difference between us and God. When we well up with a personal emotion, many times it is anger and it's a wrath. And we begin to have a sinful response to a situation. And we somehow translate this and apply it to God. But see, we everything that we know about God, we've got to translate it through the lens of Jesus Christ. Jesus came to show us who the Father was. And Jesus came to show us that God is love. And whenever we look at a word, we've got to translate it through who God's character is and not try to apply our own characteristics to him. So when God reaches out with a strong personal emotion. It could be called an anger, but it's an anger from the position of a God that is loving. Wrath or gay is a personal emotion or mental bent. That comes from uh, Romans by Jonathan Paul Mitchell, by the way. It's a good book. You really need to pick up his Bible translation. Um, Jonathan Paul Mitchell, highly recommend it. The attitude of God towards sin. You see, in verse 18, it says it's revealed, the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. It's not directed towards the men. But God has this strong attitude, this strong emotion towards the unrighteousness that's done. See, God has a strong emotion towards us as well. But that emotion is love and care and nurturing. A loving father that desires to protect us above all costs. See, God has a strong personal emotion, a mental bent towards us, but that's one that comes from a position of love, not anger. God's wrath, his orge, is aimed at ungodliness and unrighteousness. 
See, the rest of the chapter, uh, the rest of chapter one, Paul breaks down what happens to people that live in a state of no faith, living like there's no God, living without the love of the Father, living a life that is lost, truly lost, a life that misses the best that God has for us. That's what sin is. Sin is not your actions, but sin is a lifestyle. It's an identity crisis where you live like somebody else. When we live in a state of where we don't have faith, we are living a lie and we're missing out on our true identity in Christ. See, God has judged sin once and for all at the cross. Sin, not Jesus, was punished. Jesus was never punished by the Father. It was sin that was punished. God's orge, his wrath, came down upon sin. And it judged it. And it deemed it powerless. And so when we live in this powerless life, God's orge, his protecting personal strong emotion, rises up and desires to to save us, to to keep us from living a life that is a lie. The rest of chapter 1, we see when we ignore the gospel, we live without faith. Verse 22, he says, professing to be wise, they become fools. Verse 25, they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. The rest is a description of those who are living with their hearts darkened, missing the kingdom and missing the benefit of living in the peace and rest of God. You see, the focus here is has never changed. He's talking about the good news in the beginning of the chapter. He's talking about faith and righteousness. And this is all ours. Then in the rest of the chapter, um, from verse 18 on, he's talking about how life is without that. When the good news is not applied to our life, when we don't make it our own, when we don't receive it, the focus is not on our individual sins and God's wrath and his anger towards us, but it's a passionate father and a desire for his children to live in the light as he is in the light. Jesus came to seek and save that which is lost. And we are lost when we live a lie and we live in our own world of false identity. That's what the first chapter of Romans is about. See, Paul is showing us the difference here um, in living in a lie, living like the world, or living in the good news, in faith, and living the abundant life that God has supplied for us. So the next time we see the word wrath, we need to understand what the word means. We need to maybe look at other words and try to see what they really mean. We need to define them from the point of of a loving God. We need to understand that God's emotions are not like our emotions. His love 
is not like our love. His wrath is not like our wrath. Because he is love. I hope this helped you. Until next time. And remember, God is madly in love with you. Mm -hmm.